For the last several years, one of my favorite things to do as a priest was to be a high school chaplain. So for the last four years or so, I was a chaplain at a local high school. And one of the many things I love doing at this high school, or one of the reasons I love being chaplain of the high school, is that I'm always learning new words and phrases from high school students. So one word, or kind of more a phrase, I learned several years ago, I'm not even sure if they use it anymore, was when someone kind of was a bit, um, how would you say, kind of excitable, or said very outlandish things, or kind of was very, very out there, they would say, that person has no chill. They have no chill. They're kind of very, very excitable. You can't really contain them. They're just a bit too intense. Perhaps some of those high school students, when they hear the gospel today, would say that Jesus has no chill. Jesus in the gospel today tells us that we need to hate our mother and father, hate spouse, hate brother and sister, and even hate our own life. What is Jesus talking about here? It seems a little too much, doesn't it? It seems almost contrary to the commandment to love and honor our father and mother. First, we need to realize that Jesus in the gospel today is not telling us to hate individual people. When Jesus is saying to hate these groups, what Jesus is talking about is that we need to kind of dissociate ourselves from certain ways of building up our identity based on our family alone or even our social background. So in order to understand, I think, what Jesus is saying in the gospel today, we need to know a little bit about how things worked in antiquity at the time of Jesus. So at the time of Jesus, if someone asked you, who are you as a person? Are you important? Are you not important? What is your identity? People would respond not by saying, okay, these are my talents, you know, I've, I'm kind of a creature of God, so I have this value, but rather they would look and say, okay, my identity is based on my family. I come from such and such a family, and therefore I have a certain inheritance, a certain wealth perhaps. And also you would identify yourself based on your social background. Are you a free person or are you an enslaved person? So for some people, when you base your identity in this way, it's a good thing. If you're rich, if you're wealthy, if you have power, basing your identity in this way on family structures, for example, would be beneficial. But for most of the people at Jesus' time, especially throughout the Roman Empire, this was very, very bad news because most of the people in the Roman Empire did not come from a wealthy family. They did not have a lot of money. Many of them were enslaved. And because of this, for many people, when they tried to kind of assess their wealth or identity as an individual, their value, they would come to the conclusion that they did not have much value. So Jesus is saying, I think by saying, hate mother and father, hate even our very self. He's talking about kind of relativizing the value we give to family structures in order to kind of give ourselves a sense of worth or a sense of identity. We can sometimes do the same thing today as well. We can kind of base our sense of self-worth on things like the neighborhood that we grew up in, the school that we went to, was it a prestigious school or not? or even the number of followers we have on social media. Jesus is saying that these are insufficient ways to base our identity when we go through life. Instead of basing who we are as people simply on our family background, or even maybe certain aspects of who we have, wealth, upbringing, etc., Jesus says we need to base our identity on Jesus Christ alone. The cross is only the sure foundation of our identity. 
And here Jesus goes through a couple parables about someone who wants to build a tower and needs to lay a good foundation first. Jesus also talks about a king who's going to go out to war. So Jesus is telling us ultimately that we can only have a firm foundation in our life when we root ourselves strongly on Jesus Christ. Being disciples of Jesus are supposed to be central to our identity. Jesus is supposed to come first in our life. There are many important days in our life. We can think about our birthday, the day we graduated, our wedding, well, not my wedding day, but for some of you, your wedding day. These are very important dates. Pope Francis likes to challenge people in homilies with this question. He likes to say, do you know the day that you were baptized? So if I were to ask you that, do you know the day that you were baptized? Do you? I happen to know the day I'm baptized because my mom keeps a Google calendar for the whole family with all important dates. So thankfully I know all these important dates, but I actually had to look it up. And the reason why Pope Francis does this, saying to you, you need to remember your baptismal date, is he wants to remind us about how central our baptism is to our identity. The day we were baptized is a very big deal. The day we were baptized is the day on which our identity changed forever. And we heard reference to this in the opening prayer today. In baptism, we've come adopted sons and daughters of God. Therefore, those other family structures we have, as important as they are in our life, ultimately, are not as important as our identity that we receive in Christ. So Jesus in the gospel today wants to remind all of us, whether we're from a background that is of wealth or a background that's not seen as important, we all have incredible dignity because we're sons and daughters of God. Our identity is to be rooted in Jesus Christ. And therefore, Jesus in the gospel is sort of relativizing the importance that family structures, ties, social ties should have for us. We find, however, in practice that when we're able to put Jesus first in our life, we have room for everything else, our family, our friends, our job, our hobbies, and they even become transformed. But when we try to do things the other way, when we try maybe to make room first for our job, um, for family, for friends, and kind of try to put Jesus in last, it just doesn't quite work. I heard once an analogy that kind of made sense to me anyway, and I'm going to tell it to you, and hopefully it makes some sense to you as well. But the analogy goes like this. Imagine you have in front of you a jar, right? This big jar, and you need to put in front of a jar a big rock that's on the table in front of you, a jar, uh, sorry, a bag of pebbles, a bag of sand, and some water. So now the only way that you can actually put all these things in the jar is by putting the big rock in first. And when you put this big rock in the jar, the jar looks full. But lo and behold, when you take the bag of pebbles and kind of put it in there, there's space around the rock for the pebbles to fit. And then you take the sand, and even though the jar looks full, you're able to put the sand in, and the sand goes and takes the places in between the pebbles. And even now, though the jar looks full, you're able to put water in the jar, and there's still room for that as well. This is the order you have to do it in. However, if you try doing it in the other way, by putting, for example, the pebbles in first, and then the sand in, you can't fit that big rock in. So as the analogy goes, if we put Jesus into our life first, that big rock, we still have room in our lives for the very important things, right? Family, friends, kind of our service, those pebbles. We still also have room for the maybe less important things, maybe hobbies in our life. 
the sand that can fit into the jar. And even if we do things in the right order, we have room for the least important things, the water, things like watching funny videos on YouTube or TikTok, the less important things in our life will still have room. But we need to put Jesus in first. And I think what's so, um, anyway, what I find so helpful about this analogy is that when you put Christ first into your life, everything else becomes touched by Jesus. Just like all the rocks, the, the pebbles, the sand, and the water become touched to that large stone. So this, I think, is a helpful analogy for showing us how when Christ comes first into our life, when Jesus takes the central spot, we still have room for everything else. So the gospel today then challenges us to consider whether really we base our identity and our life on Jesus Christ and the cross, if Jesus comes first in our life. And one simple way that we can do this to kind of try more and more to put Christ in the central point in our life is of course just recognizing how important it is for us to come to Mass on Sunday. Now we're here, we're celebrating the Eucharist together, and even just when we come to Mass on Sunday, it's a very helpful way to tell ourselves, really deep in our hearts, that we want to put Jesus first in our life. So we're grateful today then for this great gift we have to be here to celebrate the Eucharist together, and we recognize the central part that Christ has in our life, that he's marked us with this incredible dignity and he blesses then all other areas in our life.